Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Gronwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I have Nancy Hayworth joining us again to talk to us about organizing and she has a company called On Task Organizing and so I hope that if you haven't listened to some of her previous episodes with me, go back and listen because they've been so good and I've gotten some great takeaways. So thank you Nancy for joining me again. You're welcome, thank you for having me. Of course. So today we're talking about organizing children's clothing and closets, which I think there is not a mom out there that couldn't benefit from this topic. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. And I always do come, come away with some little nugget that I can implement. So I can't wait to hear what that'll be today. So let's just jump in because I know we've got a lot of content and a lot of eager listeners. So my first question for you, Nancy, is what are some common things that you see that make kids' closets disorganized or crazy? All right. Well, a few things. Uh, one thing is things that are not clothing or shoes being stored in the closet. You know, it can be anything from, you know, keepsakes, mementos, school artwork, old uh, you know, baby toys, uh, outgrown clothes, just an excess of things that the child is not using right now or things that really don't belong in a clothing closet because they're not clothes. Uh, those are the main items that seem to be uh, adding to the clutter. That's so interesting because when I think about my kids' closets, there are things there that aren't necessarily what you would think to be in a typical clothing closet. So I guess maybe we'll get into this, but that, that is a question I have later for you. Like, well, what do you do with that extra stuff that we've put in there? I think of like trophies from swim team or maybe just some items that aren't clothing specific, but it's like, where does that go? Do you want to answer that now or do you want to wait? Uh, we can talk about that a little later. Yes, okay. it should. I mean, again, if you have the space, it could go on the upper area of the closet, top shelf or something. But for the most part, finding somewhere else in the house to store those things uh, gives your child the room for their clothes instead in that space. Awesome. So what are some common things that you see that cause disorganization specifically with clothing then? The number one thing I see that causes disorganization with clothing is not having a system for laundry. Like if there's not a hamper, if there's not a regular schedule as for when laundry gets washed, dried and put away, that seems to be the, the main area of concern with clothing. It's just nobody knows where to put the dirty clothes or has a system for how and when to put it away. And you know, even with young children, they can have some kind of a system for that. So just like overflow of clothing and no organization with that. When it comes to children's clothes, there's also the obvious uh, fact that they grow, outgrow their clothing on a regular basis. And so a lot of uh, things that no longer fit still hanging around uh, in areas where they, they shouldn't be. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure you're going to answer this as well, but I'm just thinking for our kind of laundry system, we do have a basket. It's really a plastic tub with handles is what mm -hmm. it is that I got at the thrift store. And I've, this is the third laundry basket, but it's been my favorite so far for a couple reasons. One, I had the kind that just kind of dilapidate and yeah, it doesn't hold anything. Yeah, it just collapses. Um, so that drove me crazy because I'd have to constantly pick it up and, you know, kind of fluff it up 
So that didn't work very well. And then I had a taller, skinnier one that worked. It fit in the closet perfectly, but it was really deep. So laundry could go for a while before I was like, oh, it's the basket's full. So this I've liked because it's shorter to the ground. Ellie can pick it up and take it out to bring it to the, you know, the laundry room. Mm -hmm. If I ask her to do that and it doesn't get as full before I'm like, it's time to do laundry, which works for us. So it doesn't become an overwhelming task. So those are some thoughts about how we do laundry and specifically related to having that hamper in the closet. Yes. And that's really, I mean, when you think about your children's clothing, you don't have to put the, the laundry basket or hamper inside the closet. It could be outside next to it. It could be in a bathroom. Uh, again, it depends on where the child changes clothes, but it does have to have a spot. And size is important. If you get a really big one and you're expecting your children to lift it and load it to the laundry room, maybe they can't lift it. Maybe you don't want to collect three weeks worth of laundry. You only want to do, you know, a week or so at a time. So a smaller container does help to keep that flowing. And you can always have a couple in different areas, but definitely having a plan and choosing a laundry basket or hamper that your child likes. That's really important. Uh, if, If they're helping with the chores you know it can be a color they like a a fabric or a plastic style a color they enjoy or it could have a character on it whatever it may be something you know that they will use it doesn't it could even just be a fabric bin doesn't have to be specifically for long a long basket it's so funny because i've moved you know for me systems come about from figuring out systems that don't work so it's like this laundry basket has moved around my daughter's room and it's funny because she kind of gets used to it being in this one spot and so i move it to a new place and her clothes are still going in that spot where the last time you know she's like that's where it was for a really long time for me i didn't like having it out in the room because it was eye clutter to me so she does have a big enough closet that it fits in there and i found one that fits So that was something that helped alleviate kind of the visual chaos of when walking into her room, seeing even if her clothes are slightly hanging over the edge, it's like that's in the closet versus out in the room. Right. Yes. (laughs) So what are some closet hacks for specifically for kids closets? Because I think that's what we're Mm -hmm. all wanting to know. You seem to have really good hacks. Yes. Well, I think I had mentioned this when we were talking about playroom organization before, but when you're organizing a space for your kids, get down to their height. So depending on how tall they are, crouch down, get down on your knees, look around and see what can they see, what can they reach. Uh, that's what you want to start with when you're looking, thinking about a closet for setting up a closet for kids. That being said, most children cannot reach the very top rod if you're hanging things up on a high rod. Uh, so you may want to either add a lower hanging rod that like basically comes down and then there's a lower rod on the bottom and you can put their regular use clothing down there. Uh, or you might just want to change it so you have open cubbies or shelves or even putting a dresser or drawer units down low where your child can reach them. Uh, you know, any, any system that comes in place that your child can reach at their height. And if you still don't have much space, you could have a very safe step stool somewhere nearby if they're at the age where they can safely climb to reach the higher rod. But that's really the big hack is think about their height. Think about what they can reach with their little arms. And again, if you're the person who's putting it all away and helping them get dressed if they're very young, that's that's, that's one thing. But once they get, get to that age where they're you know, controlling the space themselves, really consider what they can reach. So things that hang down low, the 
extra hanging rod. There are also fabric organizers that you can hang on the top rod that come all the way down almost to the floor, or you can put different uh, pieces of clothing in there. You can use these sides of doors. That's really helpful too, over the door uh, shoe hangers or over the door, uh, they call them wall racks, but they can connect to a doorway. Uh, again, anything that they can, can reach and easily use. Yeah. I think that's something that, again, I think we're going to talk about just creating independence in children because I don't want to be dressing them for the rest of their life. I want them to learn that skill and take pride in what they're choosing to wear and all those things. So um, like the dressers, you know, I've moved them as, you know, Ellie's been able to start doing these things, moved her items to the lower drawer where that's not as convenient for me, but it's convenient for her. So the top you know, drawer would be the one I'm easy, most easily able to access, but that's harder for her to see it. So that's been really helpful to move it all down to the bottom two drawers. And then the bottom rod, you know, we have two rods, one that is her height and one that's mine. The clothes that are, you know, either the next season that is the next size up, I put on the higher, or if it's the mm -hmm. fall clothing and it's summer, put it up there to just say that you don't need to worry about it. We'll wear that later for in school time. These are the clothes down here in the bottom that you can reach that are for your specific season we're in or the size that you're in. And that's worked really well for us to be able to her to independently dress herself, pick out her clothes. She's not as great or wanting to put the hanger, you know, the clothes back on the hanger and hang it up, but I'm trying to instill that in her. But I think, like you said, getting on their level to see life from their vantage point helps a ton. Yes. And exactly what you said, that that's what I suggest people do is, you know, the, the clothes on the lower rod, the right size, the right season for your child to use. And then the up, upper rod can be things that uh, they haven't grown into yet or off season or formal wear that they don't use every day. So that's great. See, I, I really should have been an organizer. Like I knew I missed my calling. Like this is, no, no I really do love it. It's so fun. And I, I do think even though my family would say I'm a little strict about this stuff, it does create some order. And I've even heard my husband say the words like, I appreciate what you do to keep order. And I think I heard from you when we did like the toys, the things that I put at their eye level to toys wise that they can get to and access, they play with those things the most versus the things that they don't see. They're so far put away that they don't know they exist anymore. So I think all of these types of strategies to help our kids be independent and self-reliant are, are really great skills for them, not only in our home, but once they're out of our nest too. Yes. So how do you specifically organize drawers? Maybe I was talking about using, we've kind of talked about lower mm -hmm. level drawers for their easy access. How do you specifically organize them? Socks, underwear, shorts, what do you do? Yes. And it, it always depends on the dresser or the drawer you're, you're using, but basically organize them by category. So again, pajamas in one, t-shirts in another, socks, underwear in another, et cetera. So that's the first thing. Uh, if your children are being independent with uh, their, their clothing and using the drawers, if you have uh, off season or clothing that is you know, too big for them right now, put those in the top drawers that they can't reach. Mm -hmm. um, but with organizing the drawers, it really depends on the size. It's nice to have one drawer per category, but if you don't have that, you can put drawer dividers in, in the drawers. Again, they can just be like a, a straight piece of plastic or wood to divide them into say, two or three sections or you can put them into small, like very shallow boxes, kind of like a shoe box, but I suggest uh, there are different material, a basket or fabric or acrylic, enough, uh, the way you can 
you know, keep all the socks in one little box or, or keep all the underwear in one area. Um, so separate by type, by what they use most frequently. Uh, again, maybe your children don't wear, you know, uh, formal wear <laughs> every, 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 every day. You can put that in the drawers out of the way, but really it's separating it by type. As for folding, people always ask me, what's the best way to, <laughs> to fold clothes? It's your choice. See what works for you or works for your child. You can certainly roll things, rolling smaller things uh, it usually works well. So you can see the color or the pattern on each item. Uh, you can fold them. You can fold them and stack them on top of one another. Sometimes you won't see the bottom at that point, or you can fold them in like a file accordion style. So you see the, the, the front of each um, item. It's good for things like t-shirts and, and pants. So yeah, separate them, decide what works for you and your family. Have them try it out if they want to roll, fold, file, um, and, and separate uh, with uh, a few organizing tools if you need them. The main thing I see in drawers, actually two things I see, Drawers that are either old or too hard to open, they get stuck, uh, maybe they need to be repaired, a handle comes off. If it's hard for you to open, it's gotta be even harder for your child to open. So make sure that they're you know, clearly opening and closing. And then drawers that are overstuffed, you shouldn't fill any dresser drawer more than 80%, 75, 80%. Once you start reaching the very top and stuff rolling out of the, of the drawers and you can't close them, they can get stuck in the back. You can't move things around. So decluttering the drawers is, is usually a, a, on a regular basis is a good idea. So you can actually see what's inside. Those are such great tips. And I know for some people, that's not something they would actually enjoy. I love it. Like I'm like, Ellie, let's go and go through your drawers and find some shirts that are too small now that you want to pass along. Or let's go see if we need any new shorts, pants. Like let's just take an inventory. That's super fun for me. I might've just made myself a serious dork, but <laughs> I love doing that. And it just keeps it so much more fresh and easy for them to see. And then I love it when my kids are wearing all the things I bought them versus just the thing that's on top, because that's the easiest to access. Mm -hmm. Now you said whatever works best for you, folding, filing, rolling. I'm just curious, what do you do in your house? I do folding. That's what I, I prefer, my family prefers, but again, okay. everybody's different. Right. It takes more time to tightly roll and then unroll <laughs> and set it up. But right. I guess in my mind, I would think whichever one the, the kid likes to do or is willing to do too, yes. because I'm really trying to get Ellie to a place where she's helping me put away. So if she gets excited, I've never tried the rolling thing with her, but if she got excited about that and wanted to do that, I'd be all for trying that. I mean, I'm a folder. The filing thing, it seems so good in theory, but if you don't have enough to fill the file yeah. cabinet, it kind of is like, if you don't have the right size container or drawer, it can easily fall over. And that, that's yeah. where coming in, doing your laundry on a regular basis and keeping the same number in the yeah. in the drawer over and over again makes it easier. So yeah, have your kids try them out, see what works for them. Um, and then with closets, you've already spoken to this a good bit. The lower level would be in season and the appropriate size. And then the upper level would be non-daily wear, out of season or the next size up. Any other specifics to how you would organize the clothing in the closet? Um, the other things when setting up a closet, a closet, again, some people only put their clothes in the closet, they don't even have a dresser. So it depends on what you're working with, but again, categorizing things, adding some kind of label. If it's if there are drawers or shelves in the closet, adding either just a simple label with the word, or you could put a picture of the type of clothing, you know, put a picture of a sock or whatever it is on, on the, the bin that has that. So 
Labeling helps for kids. Uh, and then when you are organizing the actual things hanging on a closet rod, you can get uh, closet rod dividers. They're just like the discs that you would see in a, in a, a retail store. And you can put a sticker on that, say, you know, size five or whatever, whatever, you know, you can put the sizes on there and divide it by size or you can divide it by type. So maybe um, like when my daughter was very young, she was in ballet. So we had one little section was all the ballet stuff, you know, and you could have all the sporting you know, different activities, school clothes, church clothes, etc. And you can label it. So it's easy for your children to know where to put it away for you or your spouse or anybody else who's uh, putting your clothes away or trying to find can, can look. So labels help, especially in children's closets. And the other thing is shoes. You have to think about shoes as well. Uh, a lot of times shoes will just end up all over the floor. So getting some kind of shoe shelf or shoe organizer in one area, uh, again, down low for the most part, if it's regular shoes they wear, usually their most frequently used shoes, I suggest get stored at a drop zone area by the front door, or the back door, whatever door they're using most often. But of course, there will still be some overflow of shoes that can be stored in the closet. So low lying shelving usually works best or clear shoe boxes or something with labels so your children know what's inside. Uh, and then it's just think of the ease of use of anything you put in your child's closet. Can they lift it? Can they move it? Can they reach it? Um, you know, whether it's fabric bins or any type of basket or container, you know, what they can use. And one thing I was going to say just with the rod dividers for the clothing, you can buy those, like you said, and there a lot of times have them for like newborn clothing, six months, nine months, and you yes. can get them. And then I, I decided I want to just make my own. So I just got a print of cardstock that I liked. I made circles and then cut them out and just, you know, wrote on them what I wanted. So that's something you could do if you don't want to go buy them and just see if it works right. for you. Because if it doesn't work, then you didn't spend yes, any money with the right. final craft day. <laughs> you know, and, you can, yeah, and they do sell them blank with labels that you can make on your own. So either way, that's something for sure you could do. And then the other thing I find is I do categorize Ellie's clothing by the type of clothing. So short sleeve dresses, long sleeve dresses, that type of thing mm -hmm. throughout. But one thing I've tried to do sometimes is just keep them within that category, but mix them up because sometimes she'll just reach for the first one. And so she's constantly wearing the same dress. Oh, yes. So if I move around, like you haven't seen this one for a while, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll wear that one. And again, I get joy out of seeing her wear, you know, all the clothes that we've invested in together. So that's something to just to keep it where it's supposed to go, but just mix them up a little bit the next time you hang them. So it's not yeah. always the one she keeps wearing is at the front. Exactly. You can do the same thing in drawers. So the stuff that's in front or on top isn't always the first thing they wear. Yes. Right. Like when you do the laundry, put it underneath versus keep putting it on top and the right. things underneath ever get worn. So moving on from there, how do you um, foster this independence for kids around their clothing? I mean, we've talked about putting it in eyesight for them, putting it in a place that they can easily access it. Is there anything else that you would do that would help encourage them to be independent to dress themselves, put away their laundry, any other things like that? Uh, well, a few, again, it depends on the age. The more involved they are in picking out the clothes, like if they can look online, if you shop online or go to the store and help pick out the clothing, they'll be more likely to use they have to wear their favorites. I want to say if they have some say in what they're getting uh, for clothes, that does help. Mm -hmm. um, setting up some kind of routine or even making it a game for younger children, you know, say at the end of every day or the end of the week, you take all the laundry, put it away or, or, or you know, bring it to the laundry room, making it fun. 
uh, playing music <laughs> as you put clothes away, singing songs, anything that you can do to make it a fun, enjoyable chore <laughs> or event game rather than a chore helps. Uh, and again, I had mentioned before, if they're the ones to pick out their hamper or laundry basket, they'll be more likely to use it. And also, again, depending on their age, if they get involved in designing, you know, what holds their clothing, their they pick out their dresser or their uh, fabric bins or shelving or color hangers they like, all these different things you can involve them in. Just if they have a say in it, they'll be more likely to use it uh, <laughs> or do it. Uh, so anything like that. But setting up routines is really important. Just a regular routine, putting things away and getting things out. That's awesome. I, lo I love those ideas. I think those are fantastic because, again, we want our kids to leave the nest, not stay in our nest where we're always catering to what they need. So um, helping them decide. And one thing I was going to say too, Nancy, that I do is like if, if Ellie comes to me and says, you know, I don't like the way this dress feels. I don't want to wear it. I don't put it back in the closet. It's like, move it on. If that's to Goodwill, if that's to her cousin or to baby Brooklyn when she grows up, but declutter when they say this doesn't, this doesn't work for me. So that's yeah. another thought to help naturally declutter as your kids are wearing their clothing. It is helpful to have some kind of donate box or bin somewhere in, in their bedroom or somewhere in your house so that if you know they don't like something, they've outgrown it, you can just immediately throw it into that donate box rather than you know, have to go through it all at once and a million times. So yeah, definitely when I help adults organize their closets, that's one of the questions I ask, how does this feel on you? Do you like it? Do you see yourself wearing it again? And if your child says the same thing about a dress or something, you know, and then maybe it's time to just let that go. That's awesome. And another thing, like as we're getting into this, how do we kind of filter out the clothing in our kids' closets as they size out of them? Do you have a system that you recommend your clients of, okay, now we're changing from summer to winter clothing, or there's still the same clothing from last year that they can't fit into? What do you recommend? Yes. Well, my first suggestion is to declutter at least twice a year, maybe four times if you have the, uh, the energy and, and the motivation. But once in the summertime, uh, again, like when, when school's out and there's a break, and then once in the wintertime, like usually over winter break, holiday break, the kids will be home for a little while. You should have some and it's different seasons. So going through everything at least once every six months helps. And then as you go through, you know, again, your kids may have to try some things on, but you probably know which sizes fit. Anything that uh, does not fit, decide what you want to do with it. And that may, again, if you have younger children, you may just need to keep those for hand-me-downs and that's fine. But the main thing is put it into a container that's clearly labeled, you know, size five boy clothes or whatever it is so that you know uh, what's in there. Um, and then storing things in uh, lidded containers, um, preferably, you know, like plastic, not cardboard and storing them in a climate controlled space. So often I will have people uh, store their like outgrown clothes, either in underbed boxes or in bins on the very top shelf of a closet. It can be in the children's closet if your child's not using that top shelf, or it could be in a guest room closet, bonus room closet, somewhere else. My biggest tip is do not store these in a garage or attic or basement, and it will ruin the, the fabric and the clothing. But the main thing is go through it once every six months. When you do put things into containers, again, you just make sure you write what sizes are in those containers, determine what you're doing with them. If you're not going to save them for, you know, other children or uh, in your family, 
get them out as soon as possible. Again, have a regular basis where you give them to your neighbors or, or, or donate them to charity or sell them, whatever you may do, get those out. And that's another, I often see people with lots and lots of clothes that they're going to sell at a consignment sale and they keep missing the consignment sale or the yard sale. So, you know, face reality with yourself as to if you're actually going to go through all that work or if it's easier to just you know, donate it or sell it all at once at a thrift shop or something. Exactly. The system that's worked well for us is we get a big, big, clear plastic tub that we put in the closet. Again, this wouldn't work if you don't have the size for it, but it goes at the bottom of all of my three kids' closets. And as if they wear something, I'm like, oh, that's the last time they're going to be wearing that. I tell them when we wash this, we're putting it right in the bin. And so anything I say that's too small, as soon as they say that it goes in the bin. Mm -hmm. so I don't, I mean, I still can do that two or four times a year where you're filtering through, but I'm doing it on the spot when right. I notice that it doesn't fit anymore. Or if I see something that they're not wearing and I ask, why are you wearing this? I don't like the way it feels or it's too tight or too small or whatever, then, you know, goes right into that clear bin. And then once that clear bin fills up, it goes into permanent storage yeah. for, you know, um, the next child, if we have one of that um, gender type of thing. So that's right. worked really well for us. Right. Yeah, that, so it's not as this big chore that I have a big event. Yeah. And that's a great way to do it. Like I said, you just have a donate box in each closet that helps mm -hmm. just make sure when you do that, you label the bin when you, when you fill it up as to what sizes are in there. So you can find it next time. <laughs> exactly. It makes it super easy and they're all clear. So I can look too from a glance, but I do have them labeled, but that helps as well so that you can easily access it. Is there any other tools that you would use when organizing a closet um, systems or specific baskets or anything that you say this is I've seen work well for for kids? Yes. One thing that works well, I mentioned it earlier, is those those hanging fabric bins that have like little fabric shelves in them. They usually are five or ten um, shelves long. Um, they just Velcro to the top of your closet rod and they hang down toward the floor. What you can use those for is to separate things by days of the week. So if you don't have time every morning, you could plan what your child's going to wear at least you know, Monday through Friday. And you could have a Monday uh, shelf, a Tuesday shelf, a Wednesday shelf. So setting it up like that in advance really helps to streamline the mornings and get things that, you know, out the door. And same thing with like if they have special activities. You could put all their sporting goods in one one uh, shelf or in, and, and like that. So if your child really likes to plan or you like to plan for them as to what they're wearing for the whole week, you can basically, instead of having things say uh, t-shirts, pants, et cetera, they can say Monday through Tuesday, Wednesday. And, and, you know, at least, you know, there's clean clothes that they can hear an entire outfit is there, pull everything out and you don't have to worry about searching for a sock or anything. And one thing too, like you're saying, if mornings are rushed or it becomes a stressful event at your house, laying out the clothes the night before does eliminate a couple of choices that the kid has to make yes. or you have to make. So if that works, that could be part of the bedtime routine. Let's brush our teeth. Let's pick out what you're wearing tomorrow and pray and go to bed type of thing. So that's something that could help eliminate some stress. In yes. The yeah, definitely. Picking. I always suggest people ask me, how do I make, make my mornings better? Say, plan the night before, prepare the night before. So if you know what your child needs to get out the door in the morning, especially clothing wise, just put it all in one spot so they can easily reach it. And I know we're talking about clothes, shoes, accessories are the, you know, closet is a home for those things. What 
is your thought towards these toys that have migrated into there or these mementos or baby clothes or items that aren't really necessary to be in there? Where where would you recommend those going? Well, uh, again, if there is space, you know, usually children don't use a very top shelf of the closet. That's a good place to put those things, but definitely contain them, label them, declutter on a regular basis. But I'd suggest putting them elsewhere in the house. Again, these are more especially the mementos, memento type things are more for the parents and the kids, it seems. So again, maybe put it in, again, a guest closet, a bonus room closet, uh, under a bed somewhere, a cabinet in a living room or something. It, you, know, you have probably have other places. It doesn't need to be right there in the closet. Um, for toys, this really depends on the house itself. It is usually best if the uh, bedroom is just clothing, um, you know, shoes, and for sleep, but if your child does play in the bedroom, then another, again, shelf or cabinet elsewhere that you can just lock it all away or hide it all away, <laughs> toy box, etc. in that room. Or if you have a playroom or a place where your child does usually play, move it down there, set up some kind of system in that spot rather than having it be in their bedroom because the toys can really take over and then they can't find the clothes. <laughs> right, and that's why I think I've tried as best I could to make it clothing, accessories, and shoes for the closet. Um, the top shelves like the dehumidifier or sleeping bag, the things that we're mm -hmm. not using on a regular basis but right. I still want access to them um, has been the general thing. But gosh, those mementos or those things that they might want to hold on to, but they're not really a toy. Those are so tricky. And like you said, they're maybe more for the parent than they are the kid. So finding a better place for them is probably helpful. Well, thank you so much for all of your great advice. I always love talking to you. And if people do want to get in touch with you about having you come and help them get their spaces organized, what's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way is to visit my website, ontaskorganizing.com. Uh, when you go over there, you can either call me or email me or fill out a form on my website. I offer a free 30-minute consultation to anybody who's interested in learning more about getting organized. I, I offer organization in person in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, but I also offer it virtually everywhere else. Uh, during the pandemic, I've been doing a lot of virtual organizing where we just connect online and I can you can walk me through your home that way. So feel free to uh, visit my website and uh, you can give me a call or send me an email. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Nancy. This is so helpful. And um, I'm sure we'll have you on again, but I'll see everybody next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home where it all begins.